Ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Ready? Yes. Welcome to We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where we do just that. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I actually wrote a bio for us today. A bio? A bio, indeed. Let's and hear it. I thought it, this was back when uh, Kayleen, maybe, or Kimmy wants to explain the origins of oh. how this podcast came to be. And then I'll share. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so the reason that this podcast came to be is uh, I, I remember it vividly. We were at a Starbucks. I love this story. I picture <laughs> us at the Starbucks by our old house. Yeah. And uh, what had happened was we were telling Courtney that, well, it started because Kimmy and I were watching all the Twilight movies yes. for fun. Yeah, and as then you we, do. And then, and then we were like... Well, you know what that makes me really want to do is watch those fanfics Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and so we watched the third one, and Courtney it hadn't is. seen it. This podcast originated with Kimmy and Kayleen explaining to me at a full volume, probably around 7 a.m., at the a middle of a Starbucks, Starbucks <laughs> the entire plot of Fifty Shades Free. And she had so many questions, which I think is part of why we were like, yeah. oh, we're hysterical. And I, I got to honest, keep going. I think we really did it going. justice. You really did. I yeah. still haven't seen it. <laughs> it was You painted such a vivid word picture. <laughs> vivid word picture. That here we are now with uh, a podcast wherein we do just that. Either one or two of us will have seen a movie and try to explain it to the other one, one or, or two. two of us. Uh, in hopes of either encouraging them to see it or skip out on it. Yeah. yeah. Because some movies are worth skipping out on. And also because I think it's fun to see a movie through the filter of your friend's eyes. Yes. <laughs> and okay, so that happened. They explained Fifty Shades Free to me in a Starbucks and nothing came of it. And then a few months later, <laughs> Kimmy and I, we went mm. and saw Hereditary. Oh, yeah. And explained it to Kayleen, and she had so many questions, and it was then that we thought, this is just like that moment, we should continue to do this. Mm -hmm. And then it took a while before Kayleen and I ended up seeing... <laughs> I know, I'm like, how distinct are our voices? I feel We're like gonna find out. Very, you know, discernible voices. I also find think, out. like, for example, when I watch Name Drop Screen Junkies... Like, you can tell after you've watched something so many times, you're mm -hmm. like, I know who's talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can. And I mean, in person. See, we've got two redheads, one blonde. Kayleen. Two, two glasses wearers, one non-glasses wearer. Ooh, true. This is so confusing. And that's when you say, Kimmy. Oh. Okay. Uh, Kimmy. Kimmy. I'm going to leave them, the viewers, up to their imagination. Maybe well, there's also a, there's also a picture of us. Oh. Know. Oops. And they're <laughs> not, mean, you just called them viewers. That would mean they can't see. Listeners, <laughs> sorry. Um, Have you guys found out that I've never done a podcast before? <laughs> would you guys like to hear my uh, description that I wrote for I us? would love yes. to. Here we go. It says, three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as they explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Oh, what a good, that's like a good intro thing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's what you're getting here, folks. <laughs> good stuff. So Solid today's writing. episode, we don't have a movie to cover. We're just going to answer some questions. Yeah, yeah, and maybe preview what the next one would be. So okay. yeah, just also, a nice introduction. I think something to note is that we need to start off every... Every time we talk about a movie, we need to start off by being like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to and yes. you don't want spoilers, As I said, spoilers. a cesspool yeah. for spoilers. Yeah. What a lovely alliteration. <laughs> um, All right, let's get this going. So <laughs> I have found a questionnaire, and I love just questionnaires where uh, vloggers, bloggers, or podcasters are able to share their thoughts on just a very brief question. They're going to be a surprise to you, too, oh, but I also only looked at the first five questions because I wanted the rest to be a surprise to me. So okay. it's kind of like the premise of the show. Kind of like that, yeah. two-thirds in. Alrighty, yeah. so first question, and I would like to hear Kimmy's response first Ooh. because mm. I think Kayleen and I are going to have the same response. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm nervous. Here we go. Question one, what is the most depressing movie you have ever seen? Oh, I think you and I are going to have the same response. <laughs> Gosh, the most depressing most movie? Most depressing movie you've ever seen. Oh, man. I feel like I'm going to have to think about it for a second. The most depressing movie? Sadness. Darkness. 
your old friend. My, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing that Michael Sarah meme where he's like, when someone that says, when someone says, how are you? And you say, I forget what the response is, but it's not the right thing back. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, hello, yes. dark. Yes. All right. Friend. Kimmy says she's got it. So I would say that it is not really a tie, but these are the two um, most depressing movies that come to mind. And I think one of them is fairly obscure, but the first one is Blue Valentine. Mm. Uh, it, is that not what you were going to say? <gasps> is that what you were going to say? That's what I was going to say. Really? <gasps> Okay, I can't wait for you to hear my answer then <laughs> because it's so upsetting. Just such a deconstruction of the idea of love, and and what also sucks and why it's so depressing to me is that it's often the reality of most relationships. Um, beautiful movie, regardless. Um, the second one, and then falling in love is so sweet. The yeah. tap dance scene and the but falling in love really means that you are vulnerable and that means you're open for attack and I Damn. that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> the cuts. essence of yeah. being in love it's is trust and you yeah know, yeah that's the ultimate betrayal. Uh, just, spoiler alert which is that movie just the whole idea that he has to bury their dog like within the first five minutes mm. of the movie that's you're what... like this one's gonna be a good one yeah, right? <laughs> this sounds like, like a oh. comedy <laughs> I uh, remember the tap dancing scene the hotel scene with the little the he's playing a uke right he's got a ukulele yeah. and she's not a tap dancer but he asks her to tap dance yeah, and it's cute. so cute what were you gonna say about I it was, I was just gonna say that um even to this day, I don't know what your second one is. I don't. I feel like this isn't it, but even if it is, um, I've heard a lot of people say that about. I think you even said it about Requiem for a Dream. About it is that what your is that what your answer was gonna be? That's what mine was gonna be, and I was gonna make you say it on three with me because Requiem for a Dream is so depressing. Continue. Yeah. So okay. So the, just the difference for me, because a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. The, at least the internet feels that way. That that's like a movie that too is depressing. The, is that the number one answer? That's the number one answer. Whoa. On this questionnaire. Yep. So I was gonna say, is that I just recently watched Requiem for a Dream, and I was expecting to feel that way. Maybe that's part of why I didn't. Even though it was horrifically depressing, to this day, I would say the only movie that made me feel as depressed as Blue Valentine did, but yet I, like, couldn't cry, was Blue Valentine. Whereas, usually Mm. if a movie makes me feel super depressed and upset, it's still cathartic and I can still cry and maybe want to watch it again in the future. Mm -hmm. For example, Manchester by the Sea is horrific, so upsetting, I would watch it again. Uh, Blue Valentine. My movie like that would be, and also Michelle Williams is in that too. Yeah, Uh, she's a sad gal. That she, I don't know. Blue Valentine. It just it ended, and I was like, there's now a hole in my soul that will never be filled again. Still, Alice. That's how I felt about Still Alice. (laughs) Wait, I felt catharsis during that. Still, Uh, I felt empty, and I walked down the street (laughs) sobbing, openly crying. Oh my gosh. Openly, I was on my way to dinner, like at a Mm -hmm. sushi restaurant, and I had to walk into the sushi restaurant still bawling. We uh, also our, saw yeah. it while we were studying abroad, and mm-hmm. we were full-on falling in public like an hour after the movie had finished. And whereas I know all of us cried the same degree as that when we saw Lion, but that was oh, cathartic. yeah. Because when you find out why it's called Lion! <laughs> yeah, um, you had a second one, you yeah, said. Yeah, the second one, and I, it's it was... It's called We Don't Live Here Anymore. Oh, no, I didn't think that. Yeah, it's We Don't Live Here Anymore. It's got a really great cast. It's Mark Ruffalo, Laura Dern, Naomi Watts, and Peter Krause. Who's Peter Krause? Um, you'd recognize his face. Mm. Um, you want to show us his face? Yeah, I'll show you his face. <laughs> it's two couples, and they're best friends with each other, and the um, opposite uh, member of the couple, both they both decide to secretly have an affair with the other. It's like that play we auditioned for in England. I was going to yeah. say that's a lot like Closer. They don't um, decide that, but it reminds me of that. It's more suburban. Um, it sounds very suburban. I think it's a play. Is it really? Sounds like a play. I mean, I have a play called um, Where We Live Now. I have that play too. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm thinking of that. Uh, they both have an affair with the other, and it's a secret, and when they find out about each other, the allure of the romance with the other is is gone and they don't want to hook up anymore oh. so it's like their mm-hmm. real marriage is is in shambles oh, no. and they're so is that one they're you know 
affair is screwed up and they're all kind of just left alone, it's very sad. I mean, I think that's what would happen if you decided to just yeah. openly have an affair. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, but no, I'm not sorry. You did a bad thing. You yeah. you welcome that into your life, buddy boy. Yeah. Um. What's the okay? So Requiem for so, a Dream. Tell Requiem me for about a Dream it. is mine, and I've only seen that movie once. I kind of have another one that I would tie with that, but I think. I think the next question is going to be my answer with that one. Um, I've only seen it once, and my friend and I saw it in high school, and we sought it out entirely because of Jared Leto. We just were like, yes, a movie with this guy? Let's watch it! And he's adorable in Oh, movie. he's such a baby-faced little one, and he's got that, like, he's got a bowl cut, yeah. and somehow it's cute. And you're like, oh, yes, goth, give and, it to me. Oh, <laughs> I was emo in high school, so yes, seeing this, fire alarm. I actually have a hysterical do? photo of myself. Um, so, spoiler alert, the end of the movie, everyone's lives are in the worst degree of shambles you could ever imagine, including Jared Leto losing his arm... Yeah. Wow, and this is spoilers. Have you not seen it? No. Sorry, he loses you his arm. You have seen it? No, I haven't seen <laughs> it. Okay, I didn't, I didn't spoil oh. the most traumatizing scene for you then, because there's two other traumatizing things that happen there in the last... There are three other characters yeah. whose lives are destroyed. I'll still see it. And in the last five minutes, it's awful. He's His problems are the least of your concern, Honestly, but... yeah. He loses his arm, butterfly effect style. <laughs> and... <laughs> so... Bathtub There's stuff. this scene, though, where he's got, like, the track mark in his, the, Dude, like, crook of his arm, and it ex- it's expanded, and so his whole arm looks rotten, and I had my friend do makeup effects on my arm, and I had a MySpace profile picture where it looks like my arm is, like, ripping apart. I'm so not surprised that teenage Courtney had that. That was me, and I had only seen that movie once, and I was like, do it, this... Wow. Do it for the MySpace. Did it look good? It looked good. I'll find a picture of it for you. Amazing. Um, are we ready Iconic. For the, for the next question? Yes, I'm ready. And, okay, good. I'm glad I didn't say this for the first question, because this next question I have a good answer for. Question two, what is the most disturbing movie you have ever oh. seen? All right, got it. You got it already? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, go. Okay. Well, it's hereditary. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't been as viscerally affected by a movie in a long time since that movie. Okay. Like, Again, I would just like to say to the audience, anytime you hear us say a title of a movie, you pause. should close your ears if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Skip forward those 15 seconds. <laughs> um, We're just assuming everyone is as cultured as we every are. Movie. <laughs> in the future, just to say, yeah. in the future it'll generally be one movie we're exactly, talking about, yeah. but... Not to say we won't reference other movies in our description of a movie. I think we can't get through life but without doing that. But there's no way that this video can be topped with the amount of spoilers that we're going to give. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hereditary. I just thought they went above and beyond what really, you know, gets you. And not only is it really well acted, it's not like... It's not like a horror movie where it, it's, you know, over-dramatized. Like, all the blood, all the gore is not so melodramatic. It's just, it's very realistic. And everybody's everybody's reactions to the scary stuff that goes on seems incredibly realistic and sad, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, referencing the, the sun. And um, what really got me was the the nut allergy part because I <laughs> Kimmy is a victim. I, I, <laughs> she suffered so much. I am a, a very allergic to nuts, and that scene just really affected me. <laughs> I wanted to leave the being theater. decapitated by nuts. Yeah. So just saying, next time you eat nuts, Kimmy, don't stick your head out the window. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not certainly not gonna try. But yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that sucks. The most yeah movie that's the movie that I can recall the most that's disturbed me as of late. Um, Taylor, I don't think that you've seen very many disturbing movies, have you? Well, There's still disturbing, yeah, even, disturbing yeah. doesn't necessarily need to. I mean, mean Honey, I Shrunk the Kids could be very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I feel like Courtney needs to go because Requiem for a Dream I saw so recently that that's okay. the first thing and that, that comes has to mind. You. Um, the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. Hands down, seven. Oh, hands down. 
Kimmy, you haven't seen that, have you? I haven't. I you guys have told me I about it. I can't even with that movie. It's yeah. a serial killer executing the seven deadly sins. So he will kill somebody who's morbidly obese to represent gluttony. He kills... That's uh, a horrific scene. Yeah. All of them They're are. They're all pretty bad. They're, They're all, all pretty bad. Visually, yeah. the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. And I, again, saw that movie in high school. The ending, the seventh kill that he does. Yeah. I was a wreck after I saw it. I just kind of sat there stunned, and do you I mean the seventh or do you mean the sixth? Sixth. The sixth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The sixth <laughs> kill, uh, which spirals into the seventh. Yeah. I couldn't talk about anything else for a week. I just kept yelling, "What's in, What's the, in box? the box? <laughs> What's in the box?" And it's like, if I, I just can't <laughs> believe that that exists, and that's the most yeah. horrific, awful thing ever. So there we go. Also, like in hindsight, with it's it's like the honest trailer for uh, for Baby Driver, where they're like, now I can't look at Kevin Spacey the same. It's like the fact yes. that he's the yeah, guy. Like, he was gonna be. Yeah, he wasn't as well known then. Yeah. And but nowadays, had, it's like you know, yeah, his yeah. name didn't appear in the opening credits either. It Ooh. was like we're trying to hide him, That's and cool. I yeah. immediately knew. Okay, yeah. so for the next question, uh, I want this one to just be like a short answer mm-hmm. because it's a long answer. Okay. So okay. don't go into huge depth, but just. Here's the question. Name an actress mm. or actor who you have seen in more than eight movies and name all eight movies. Wow. So, like, we're just, you know, pick, like, your favorite and tell maybe your top eight of them. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. I can go first because mine's obvious. Go, go. Mine's yeah. obvious and very Amy easy. Adams. It's Amy Adams. It's Amy Adams. And I'm going to say uh, her best performances, counting only movies and not television, <coughs> sharp objects. Um... Movie-wise, I'll just say, like, my favorites of hers. We've got Arrival, Enchanted, The Fighter, American Hustle, Met 4, mm-hmm. uh, Sunshine Cleaning, is five. Oh, I haven't seen that one. What we just watched. I don't know that Doubt's my favorite. Oh. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. James, is that you? <laughs> Nocturnal Why? Animals, Drop Dead Gorgeous. And her. Those are the ones that I want to list first she's of in all. Her? Yeah, she, her and her name's Amy. She's Joaquin Phoenix's best friend. Oh no way. Uh, so those are those are my eight Amy Adams movies. Okay. There was definitely more or less eight. I definitely, uh, as these two bitches know, uh, Sam Rockwell is my favorite actor. Oh yes. And so I, but then I was thinking, have I seen him in eight movies? I because. Think you have. And so I was like... I can name your top four already. <laughs> so I was like, let me look up his IMDb. How many movies has he even been in? 103, you guys. Well, he's, he's got a lot of bit parts. He's yeah, he that. does. Yeah. So number one for me, obviously, The Green Mile, even though he's, you know, the rapist and murderer. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, he's phenomenal. Second would pro- Well, yeah, yeah. Second would probably have to be Three Billboards. And third is? And the third is Seven Psychopaths. Oh. What do you think I was going to say? Way back. Oh, okay, no, I forgot about that. No, yeah, okay. Way Way Back is, like, one of my favorites, for sure. Okay. The Way Way Back might even go above Three Billboards, just I because... I thought that you were going to say that one immediately, yeah. The Green Mile and The Way Way Back were, like, the first two that made me fall in love with him. Like, okay. I was like, those are such polar opposite characters, how did yeah. you do this, you know? So, yeah, it would go Green Mile, Way Way Back, uh, Three Billboards, Seven Psychopaths, we just saw Vice, that was a lot of fun, I don't know if that was his best part. Yeah. But the movie itself was really good. Um, I saw him in Moon, which I loved, just because it was a movie full of, like, 20 Sam Rockwells, and what more could I want? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was You're missing sick. out on a big one. What's the big one? I'm scrolling through his stuff. Charlie's Angels. Oh, Charlie's Angels. He's great. Yeah, Charlie's he's so Angels. good. Yeah. You have one more. That one just, I haven't, we watched it together. It but, was so fun. Yeah. It, we oh, are Charlie's Angels. I liked him in Choke just because it was oh, sexy. Okay. And also, <laughs> Chuck Palahniuk's my favorite author. Um, uh, remember when we met him? <laughs> not Sam, Chuck, to clarify, yes. but yes. Uh, Kayleen would have died instantly if she met Sam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would have happened. I, I was in the same room as Amy Adams once, and then I only talked about that. <laughs> Like it was a few days straight. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've seen. I just tried to scroll through these real fast. Do you need one more? Yeah, I do need one more. Um, he was in. No, I think that's naming all the ones that I've seen him in. Uh, nuh-uh. No, what did I miss? Iron Man two. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Iron Man two and Polter- Galaxy Quest. Kaylin, you love I, Galaxy. I ha- no, I haven't seen Galaxy Quest. Oh. 
I actually tried to Matt buy it. Stick mint? Laggies? You haven't seen laggies? <laughs> laggies. I tried to buy oh. Galaxy Quest at a thrift store not that long ago, and it was scratched up so bad I couldn't buy That's it. It's a bummer. I think um, you would like or really dislike laggies. It's about Kira Knightley not knowing how to grow up and be an adult. And so she Why ended does up... she get to be in all these movies with these men I love? It's not fair. <laughs> Who's the other one? James. A death. <laughs> uh, so then she ends up hanging out with high schoolers, and she's like our age, and she's oh. hanging out with a bunch of high schoolers, mainly who is Chloe Grace Moretz. Ugh. Yeah, you guys have that um, same reaction. All right. <laughs> uh, Poltergeist, obviously my favorite movie Sam Rockwell was in. All right, Kimmy. Okay, so I think I'm going to get in trouble with this one because there might not be eight of her is movies. Is it Jessica? Yeah. It's, of course it's Jessica. Yeah. We all picked our Have faves. you not seen eight of her movies? Uh, Well, no, th- th- that's not true. I, I have seen definitely more than eight of her movies. Sorry, to clarify, my favorite actress is <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Let the record state, uh, <laughs> I, Kimberly, love Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I, I love her to death. I these, think she's an amazing These actress. are definitely our tops, all of us. These are our number yeah. one homies. Um, and then, Kayleen, you say your top actress. Emma Stone. My top actor, this is Courtney, Jake Gyllenhaal. Kimmy's top actor. Damn. She's like, get out of here, men. <laughs> she's like... No, nobody beats Jessica in my book. <laughs> Favorite male actor is Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, it's a toss-up for men. I think, I think men changes a lot. I love Oscar Isaac. I love oh, James McAvoy. I love Michael Fassbender. I don't know. I, I hear you talk about them a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. The thing, the thing with Jessica, she is a phenomenal actress, but I, but she does a lot of movies that aren't so great. Mm. Yeah. Um. So. And I don't think that someone was just asking me this other the other day. What is my favorite movie that she's been in out of all of her filmography? Like you're the movie as a whole, not her performance. Yeah, and I just mm. don't think that she's had her movie yet. You know, not Molly's Game. No, I don't think well, that. Like yeah. she's fantastic in that movie, but like the movie. Yeah, okay. she's certainly not had it yet, and I I think that yeah. it's very possible it could be this year because she's gonna has a lot coming up. Yeah. Ooh, sick. Well, because but, for example, it's like. The Help is Phenomenal. That's not Jessica's movie. No. Yeah. No. She's in her it. It's not her movie. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but, but go here ahead. it goes. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think that there are eight of her movies that I love that I've seen. So. That's fine. I got um, like six out of Sam. Uh, Corey Lanis. Oh, um, that's your, is that your number one? No, yeah, start with your number one. This is in no particular order. I, I don't think I could choose. <laughs> Kimmy doesn't play with the rules. <laughs> um, Favorite actor, Kimmy? <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Favorite Jessica movie? No. Coriolanus. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. Um, yeah, Coriolanus. I love Shakespeare. She's great. She's so good at language. Um, the Help. Mm-hmm. She's great in yeah. that. Um, obviously, Zero Dark Thirty. Um, Miss Julie. Uh, mm. That movie drags, but she's is Colin great in, that? in it. Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. Farrell? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sexy. Is anyone keeping count for me? Coriolanus, The Help. Zero Dark Thirty. Miss Julie. Miss Julie. Julie. You're at four. Interstellar. Oh, oh nice. yeah, that's good. Man, I just watched that recently. Did you? That one scene where she's on the video camera, like asking her father if she left them here to die. Just oh, I was so crying, yeah. man. Um, all right, so Interstellar. And because like the father daughter relationship was so strong when she was little, and now he's just gone. And I've only mm. seen that one once, but I just remember the struggle for him when he had to choose to. I could be so wrong here. You just watched it. <laughs> Doesn't he have to go back for Anne on that wave planet? Or they have to go for some reason knowing it will cost them seven Earth years for they like do. a second and they over do. there? They don't yeah. expect the wave to come and that, yeah. that messes up their, um, yeah. their um, uh, going on. Okay, you got three more. The Zookeeper's Wife. She's mm. so good in that. That's the sequel to We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Molly's Game, of yes. course, yes. and um, Woman Walks Ahead, which I didn't think with I was... Sam Rockwell. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I was moved to tears by her performance. Oh, that's by great. Sam's performance. No. Okay, I'm gonna skip the next question. Wait, was that eight or seven? That was eight. Okay. I mean, those are pretty good. The most aesthetically pleasing movie you've Ooh. ever seen. Oh, and for the record, uh. Kimmy and I live together, and we have hung on our walls different cinematography that we love. Um, so we've got some some really pretty photos hung up on our wall. The most aesthetically pleasing film? Yeah. 
And so just overall, you can't get enough of that can, look. Can we have like a 22 Jump Street moment of silence? Stop Abs- it. Ab- absolute silence. <laughs> Movies I'm, I'm, you'd, make, you'd make a mood board for. <laughs> I'm going to talk over your moment of silence. For <laughs> 22 Jump Street. <laughs> I don't know if this would be the most aesthetically pleasing, but just in, without having really thought about it, Kill Bill comes to mind. Okay. I guess both of them, because they're both very similar in the way that they're shot and edited and everything. Um, I don't know. I just have a really nice memory of, like, not the comic book of it but it, it mm. almost it almost is edited in a way that reminds you of a comic book which yeah. is kind of just the way that Quentin does things um and just the color palette they use for it and the way that they made like an action a a, a female driven action movie um <laughs> but just so they make it so interesting without it just being a normal story there's so much like comedy within the editing and um I don't know I think it's really beautifully put together I like that choice. Thank you. Because I'm just picturing, like, bright yellow. That seems yeah. like a fair choice. I'm, I'm, like, the only things I can picture right now, because I haven't seen it in a while, is, like, her costumes. I'm picturing, like, the black and white wedding. I'm picturing the death of Bill. And then I'm picturing, like, the way they edit stuff together. hmm Yeah. Those are all good ones. I can see you over there cheating. Yeah, I mean, I want to Did get you right. Google, like, aesthetically pleasing movies? Yeah. I mean, Stop it! You know what you like? Uh, what have you hung up in our house? Uh, How is that not aesthetically pleasing? It, I don't think it's the most aesthetically pleasing. Oh, come on. Um, also, I don't think a lot of that... Sorry, for, just to clue listeners in, she's talking about the several Lord of the Rings screenshots that I have yeah. over the wall. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is my favorite go-to movie. It is amazing. Um, I would want to grant the most aesthetically pleasing title to something that does not rely so heavily on CGI because it's not True that. truly a work of raw camera footage okay. and um, composition. It's, it's you know, art on the computer. So not to say that it, that isn't, you know, important and um, tricky as well, um, but I would... Now I feel like I'm going to contradict myself with my choice. <laughs> she, <laughs> Infinity War. She's going to pick Aquaman. <laughs> I was going to pick... Um, it's so funny. We were just talking about uh, Tree of Life, and I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen the whole movie, and it was a long time ago that I saw it, and I was too young to fully appreciate it, but mm. the cinematography that they have in that movie is gorgeous. I was also going to pick um, Macbeth. Oh, yeah. The one that just came out? Yeah, with Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, um, I don't know. They have some great shots in that. Love the colors. As you were speaking, I had mine and now it's gone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I know it was something that had to do with overall production design. Shape of Water. Arrival. Yuck. <laughs> arrival. I would say yes to Arrival, for sure. Uh, there was just something that I think was more that I was like, that one, because it I'm so mad right now. It's gone. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is a cop out because I've only seen it once and I, it does not define my idea of the best cinematography by any, oh, nope, never mind, change my mind. Change my mind entirely. I know my answer. I'm so excited. <laughs> 100%. I'm ready. The Lovely Bones. Oh, oh interesting. And Kimmy just commented on Peter Jackson's use of CGI uh, and this movie is laden with it. It's heavily, um, I'm okay with that. Uh, the scene when, like, the, the ship bottles are, like, crashing onto the shore and her dad is smashing all the bottles that they've made together. I just... That and... It's it's very 2010 when yeah, you rewatch absolutely. it. You very much see that, and yeah, I don't care. But it was care. so revolutionary for the time. Then. It was, and the costume design in it, uh, the landscapes. There's, like, some really beautiful scenes where she is in a transition world between her... Uh, life on earth and heaven and then heaven itself is like a beautiful tree and that's just like what I've envisioned heaven to look like ever since and then like when spring awakening did that I was Aww. like oh here we go <laughs> so you're like oh I'm already crying <laughs> I was like okay uh lovely bones for sure that's okay good. uh next question let's keep this one short and sweet maybe name them and then provide a couple examples okay your favorite director <sighs> Ooh. Well, I mean, let's just go right off the bat and say Robert Zemeckis because... Aww, Angel. <laughs> because 
because a he made Back to the Future. I can't believe you haven't mentioned Back to the Honestly, Future. Honestly, you guys, self restraint is real. <laughs> um, yes, Back to the Future, and also Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and also Forrest Gump. What's oh. up with that? I I would like to fact check myself uh, about the director credits because it gets confusing. He directs, produces, and writes lots of things, yeah. and they overlap, and I get confused. I know he directed Back to the Future. Almost certain he directed Roger Rabbit. Almost certain he directed Forrest Gump. Those are really good examples. I will fact check for you. Thank you. Uh, and if not, there's also Death Becomes Her, which is the most you ridiculous movie you could ever see. But he I love it so Forrest much. Gump. Okay, that's good. I'm like 99% sure he directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He directed Who Framed Roger okay. Rabbit. My mind is going, and this is where I think I'm confused. My mind goes to Monster House. Oh, I think he is a part of that. And that that is all he produced. Produced. Gil is the director. And can we all talk about Manifest for a second? (laughs) (laughs) We are diehard Manifestors. Passengers passengers on flight 828. God. Set them free. Set them free. Set them free. Okay. The title of this episode is Set Them Free. (laughs) God. Oh gosh. Oh, so good. Um, okay, good. Yeah, thank you. Self control that I went so long without mentioning any of that. There we go. Kimmy? <laughs> um, I feel like I should have a more personal answer, but the one I'm going to say is something that I've been turned on to um really recently and haven't had like the full pleasure of exploring and yet, but um I'm gonna say Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh wow. Choice, a choice. A choice. Yeah. Um my boss turned me on to him and um the more and more I explore it, the more he shows me um his work is phenomenal. Can we ask in retrospect how you feel about Phantom Thread? Oh Uh, I love Phantom Thread. That's so in I've been uh, asked this question really recently um, not a fan. Not a okay. fan. Oh, I thank loved you. it. Thank you, thank you. Not Just want to make really. sure you're still the Kimmy I know. I put <laughs> mushrooms in the omelet? Come on. <laughs> not a fan of, um, Phantom Thread, but, um, oh. some of his other movies. Okay, um, well, sick. A little bit less, um, modern. You and I just watched The Master. Yeah, that's one oh, of the ones. Oh, that was one of his? Yeah, mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah, I, uh, and the person that I was talking to about this, I was like, that one scene where, and he's like, oh, the, the blinking scene? I was like, yeah, yeah, you already know. It's just, it's... So those, do you have a <laughs> do top you have examples? examples? Um, well, right now it's The Master. Okay, um, I'll watch it again with you if you want. Yeah, I meant to see... It's uh, good enough that you're going to watch it again? Should I watch it? I watched it yeah. twice now. Um, it's an endeavor. We did it... I made all my cosplays for Comic-Con while watching it. Like, oh. I, I made that entire Giselle Because I know you guys were living here, that. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And we watched it while Kimmy was sewing my, my good Janet vest, Aww. and I was doing yeah. all the stuff for Giselle. Um, part of um, my boss turning me on to it was, um, you know, showing me clips, and he showed me a lot of, like, There Will Be Blood clips. Oh. And then oh. we get to discuss it. I've abandoned my boy. Yeah, that one. The, the milkshake scene. <laughs> I don't know anything scene. about there will be. Have blood. you seen the Saturday Night Live take on the milkshake scene? No. Bill no. Hader. Ooh. Don't does spoil this, it. Does this segment where he drinks everybody's milkshake and it's amazing. That's hilarious. That's literally a line from the. And you know who's the, you know who's the real MVP? Hmm. Did you guys get to do senior quotes in, in our yearbook? yearbook? Yeah. Daniel did one. And he chose to do Paul Thomas Anderson, There Will Be Blood. Mm. And so Daniel's senior quote, it just says, I drink your milkshake, period. I drink it up. (laughs) (laughs) And when you see that movie, just the fact that a 17-year-old boy was capable of writing that is iconic. I love it. Like, he's on another level. Daniel is the fourth spirit in this podcast, even though he will never... Maybe he'll be our special guest, like, in a year from now. He'll be our special guest, and he'll probably yell at us for all of our choices. He'll also be like, why are we doing this? (laughs) He loves podcasts, Hashtag, we love Daniel. I guess Daniel can listen to this. Hi, Daniel. (laughs) Love you. Okay. (laughs) And my answer would be a nice shout-out to Daniel. Um... He and I both love, 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 love. David Fincher. David Fincher. I knew it. Yeah, I yep. knew you to pick that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denny Villeneuve is like slowly creeping up. Oh, but yeah. he's Oh, Blade Runner, you guys? That's an aesthetic movie. That's an aesthetic movie. That's the new um, Blade Runner, obviously. I will say he's only got like three that are like, that have really caught my heart and my eye and my mind. Um, one of which is my favorite movie, but um, David Fincher, The Social Network. Yeah. That's so uh, good. 
gone girl yeah gone gone girl, girl far and away is everything i want in life yeah. Yeah. anyway <laughs> um okay are we ready for the next question yes. yes um one movie you could watch on repeat over and over again ah got it lord of the rings love it back to the future <laughs> Oh, Titanic. That was easy. <laughs> I love it. Okay, great. Um, I'm excited for this question. Kimmy is probably not. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Your favorite comedy. Ah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not a comedy person. No, Kimmy hates fun. <laughs> yeah. And laughter and joy. <laughs> I guess I'll have to If it's not it. Tree of Life, she ain't watching it. If I ain't crying, get it off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch a lot of comedies, and the movies that I think are funny um, are I think, not comedies. I think you're going to have to pick something along the same lines of, like, three billboards where it makes you well, laugh, okay. but it's not. I, it. I want to make her pick a real comedy. No. I want <laughs> Kimmy to say she loves Ace Ventura. Favorite <laughs> rom-com. Not going to work, you guys. Okay. I was that, uh, on the same note, um, I, my choice is Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> yes. It's a, it is a dark comedy. We don't kill the dogs. Overlap. Only yes. the women. <laughs> I don't know. It took me a really yeah. long time to watch it uh, on your uh, suggestion, Kaylee. Me, Kaylee. And, yeah, and I really wasn't that interested in watching it. I thought I was going to be bored the whole time. Do you think Even, it's because of my undying love for Sam that we you you finally were like, okay, I'm on board? No, it was because, you know, I like Three Billboards. I like Martin McDonough. I like his plays. Oh, and we love Martin in it McDonough. Too. Yeah, and so I was like... Um, oh, Colin. Yeah, I like all the actors in it. I don't know why it took me so long. And I was so upset with myself after I saw it. I was like, that's one of the best movies I've ever it seen. It came out at a time when we had no reason to go see it, Absolutely. though. Absolutely. Yeah. I it, saw it way later, too. And then you have to seek it out. And now it's on yeah. Amazon Prime. So Everyone go I talk to who hasn't seen it, I'm like, you don't know what you're missing out yeah. on. Watch this film. And yeah. I, I would For say, sure. so, so... I guess t- technically all of us are writers, even though like none of us are published or anything. We all like to write to varying degrees. Kind of inspiring new writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're more Kimmy's more like playwriter so uh, far. I say and screenwriter. I do. Yeah, screenwriter. I haven't written any plays. But you've done things that people have performed. Yes. Yeah. And Courtney and I are more story writers. Yeah. And although the only thing I've had published was a play and having a play performed. That is true. Yeah. That's so sick. I have not had anything published. You've sent things out, and that's more than I can say. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, something that I think of a lot is, and I don't want to give it away because Seven Psychopaths is such a good film. Yeah, we won't spoil that. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, But there is this one scene that has to do with a Quaker. Oh, my goodness. And mm. it's such a short and such a simple story. It's pure McDonough. And it's it, as McDonough it literally, as it, gets. <laughs> it lives with me for so long because I feel like it's such a good example of your story doesn't need to have twists and turns or be overly complicated. It can just be good. Yep. Yeah. But that's and what he is. That's all Martin Pillow McDonough Man is. is yeah. like, yeah. He is He's the almighty writer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you didn't answer, though. Comedy? Do you have a comedy? Oh, comedy. Um... Well, because we're on the subject, I feel like it would be the way way back. Oh. Oh, but then, but then at the same time, no, no. Okay, sorry. I love the way way back. It's so good. Favorite comedy though would have to be, without a doubt, liar liar. I knew you were gonna say that. I was. You really, knew I was gonna say that. No, I was annoyed when you said the way way back. I was like, say liar liar. That's your favorite comedy. I think it's just <laughs> because we've been talking about these more. Yeah. I, like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey are my childhood. And mm-hmm. therefore, like, us talking about all these more recent things, I don't know. Anyway, liar, liar, because A, growing up, Jim Carrey and Robin Williams were, like, my life. Yeah. That was all I watched, and I thought they were hysterical. And just because Liar, Liar, to me, is the best Jim Carrey movie, and then it ends with such a sad... It's like Mrs. Doubtfire in the way that it ends mm. with this really, like, Poignant. emotional... Yeah heartbreaking scene like when he says I forget exactly what he says to his son you're grounded back to reality you're grounded back to reality after the ridiculous thing you just watched and he says something nice to his son and his son is like but the spell wore off you can lie to me again he's like I'm not lying like oh my gosh it's so good it's so good (laughs) yeah it has to be liar liar I love going after 
what was Kimmy's take of a clearly not comedic movie. Like, it's a dark comedy. It's funny. Yours, that is, comedy. that is yeah. as dopey Jim Carrey as it gets, but then you end on the, just this this deep, dramatic note, and I'm just gonna <laughs> full-on say, walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> oh my goodness. With wait, John wait. C. Riley. I haven't seen that. You, it's you amazing. No. John C. Riley is my other celebrity crush. I thought um, you were gonna say, like, um... Oh, I had a really good stupid example. I can't remember now. Uh, there's definitely some Jim Carrey movies I would have said, and um, a '90s mockumentary starring Amy Adams I absolutely love. Mm. Uh, it's a it's it's John C. Riley pretending to be Johnny Cash and retelling the Johnny Cash story. I was gonna say Walk Hard sounds like Walk the Line in a ridiculous mm. way with Kristen Wiig as his wife, and then he dumps her for Jenna Fisher, <laughs> and then. Um, Paul Rudd and Jack Black and uh, a couple other people come in to play the Beatles, and Frankie Muniz plays Buddy Holly. Where's that guy been? Uh, Johnny Knoxville plays Elvis, and it's just the funniest thing, and it's so stupid. Have you seen this? And so beautiful. No. Oh, it it's on like Netflix. You, you should watch it. It's hysterical. Mm, that's awesome. All right. You know what? <laughs> Kimmy would hate it. I love it. It's got some of the best one-liners. I'm sorry, my soul's black. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> um... Next question I'm excited about. <laughs> Your favorite movie music moment where they Ooh. use music, just one song, Ooh. one moment to really elevate it. And so, like, name the song and what is happening in that movie. Oh and I don't want to rush you guys, but I have okay. my answer whenever okay, you're yeah. ready. Yeah, you go ahead because I'm pretty sure I have mine. Oh, you are? Yeah. Do you want to start then, Kimmy? I would All love right. to start. Okay. Just because... Again, I'm going to try to make this short because I have multiple examples. I feel like this question is really broad because it makes me feel like I should pick a musical because those are the most like mm. emotionally effective. For example, this is a silly example, but in Burlesque, when the curtain's coming down and she has to like surprise them with her voice to make Cher bring the curtain back up, <laughs> I'm like, that's how sick. <laughs> and then obviously, because I love Back to the Future, Johnny Be Good is so important mm. because it's like, I love you know. this question, so I'm going to say everyone's welcome to cheat and say multiple. Okay. I'm fine with that. Especially um, if you're going musical, non-musical, etc. Um, but then I just thought... This one is, like, in a different way, because this isn't performed, but it's so iconic, is Don't You Forget About Me in the end of The Breakfast Club. <laughs> She's so excited. <laughs> Kayleen's beaming over here. And he, like, <laughs> I'm, like, smiling. And it's, it's not, it's not, um, ironic. This girl loves The Breakfast Club. <laughs> she loves 80s movies. It's oh, 2019, dude. and she still has a poster in her living room. <laughs> I think I cry every time John Bender puts his hand in the air. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. And that, yeah. Those are my, those are my movie moments. They're all very different, but, like, that's, like, the thing that gets me going. Good. Yeah. Movie moments of the 80s. Yeah. Music moments of the 80s. Kimmy? All right. So, <laughs> I'm not going to say multiple because I feel like I'm going to get lost. Uh, <laughs> music is really important to me, especially when it comes to film, but my short answer is um, going back to my roots, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yes. There are so many. No, no, no. It's not that one. Although that brings tears to my eyes every okay. time I hear it, even though it's played like five times throughout each movie. Yeah. So many musical moments in that, in all of those three movies that really get you. But the one that I'm thinking about is um, after Gandalf has um, been taken by the Balrog um, in Moria, the... They come out of. I, I love it. Say they, it again. They come out after of the Gandalf has. More. Guys, let me finish. After Gan <laughs> start from after Gandalf. After Gandalf is taken by the Balrog on the bridge. Where are they? The mines of Moria. <laughs> <laughs> they come out of the mines and they are forced to trek onward to Lothlorien. <laughs> Ralph Lauren? And, <laughs> Ralph Lauren. The, the song that's playing is the end of the track called The Bridge of Casa Doom, and it is, <laughs> you guys, it's a beautiful... No, I love it. I love that you know this. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's a beautiful solo woman singing, like, one vowel, and just... I've, I've been to Lord of the Rings in concert, so I got to see this live, yeah. and it is breathtaking. I don't know, that's... 
I cry every time. I definitely feel like seeing it live in concert influences you because that's such an experience. Oh. I haven't done it, but that's got to be so sick. They had sick. a choir. They had a full orchestra. It, it was amazing. But, yeah, that that's a great moment. That's a good one. Yeah. That's beautiful. Glad I could entertain you with my nerd oh, I was No, I just, really I'm, I'm, more than, I'm more impressed. We were just having this conversation because Kimmy's obsessed with Lord of the Rings. I'm obsessed with Back to the Future. We're wondering if we would slay or not at trivia for our corresponding. Mm. So that's like a lot because, of info that you know. I mean, I'm way too self-deprecating to think that I could do I really well. think you could, and I know you could, and... This is uh, reigning champion Courtney on the track now. I'm going to brag because my thing in life is not, it is books and movies, Mm -hmm. but it is namely The Office, and I've won two Office trivia contests by myself. I know everything there is to know about (laughs) The Office, all 201 episodes. Um, Can I cheat on mine? Because I'm going to say several things. Oh, go cheat. All right, to cheat, we'll go from like- I said three, oh. We'll go from smallest to biggest, and I'm going to say three as well. Uh, in line with Kimmy, anything that, uh, orchestrally or just scoring-wise, John Williams has touched. Oh, he's amazing. I would lose my mind seeing that in concert. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. Um, I would pick Indiana Jones for sure. Would you? Not Jurassic Park? No. (laughs) I think even though I love that, I would still pick Star Wars. Moving from score to musicals, my favorite musical moment and it is a gut punch every time, and it's just one of my favorite moments in all of film ever, is when Evan Rachel Wood is mm. at the protest in Across the Universe, and she is in the phone booth telling her mom why she's protesting the Vietnam War, and, like, dramatically hangs up the phone and turns around, and a bullet comes right at her, and it hits the phone booth, and then she sings a reprise of Revolution and just softly sings, it's gonna be all right. I lose my mind every time. It's so good. <laughs> That's um, a good moment. And then my favorite of all time, like the bigger where they actually just bring in the score, not the score, they bring in an outside source and they bring in a song for the moment, would be in World's Greatest Dad when Robin no! Williams Robin Williams leaves the assembly for, uh, and he he jumps into the pool at his son's school to Under Pressure by That is a David great Bowie moment. And Queen. That's a great under moment. Under Pressure from World's Greatest Dad. Next question I like, and it's a two-parter. Ooh. First part, a movie everyone loves that you hate. Second part, a movie everyone hates that you love. Ooh. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking, like, in terms of Rotten Tomatoes reviews, and I'm like, that oh. movie has horrible reviews, and I loved it, um, is where my mind Okay, went. well, that's more fair, I think. Like, uh, how, I mean, honestly, how few people like Split, they can suck my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. I think that's a good one you could go off of. I, okay. Um, So then let's just, let's just just go with this train because why not? Um, Mm -hmm. I would have to, yeah, no, I'd. I, I Every time I answer a question, I'm trying to picture my DVD collection, and I'm like, what's on there? Yeah. Um, the thing that I'm thinking about that everybody hated that I loved uh, is all about Steve, because <laughs> I saw that in theaters on my birthday, and we all thought it was hysterical, and then as I got older, everyone I told about it was like, all about Steve, that's the worst movie ever. And then me and Courtney watched it the other day, and I was like, holds up. <laughs> um, what was the one I just said before that? As the opposite? Split. Oh, Split. That, but that's the uh, same thing. You're saying people hated that as well, and you also loved it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. So, you're, Kayleen just wants to tell you all about Split and all about Steve. <laughs> all about Split is the prequel to All About Steve. Um... <laughs> You guys can keep thinking. I have to think about this one. All right. Well, um, I brought the first part. Um, movie that I love that everyone else hated. It's kind of two movies. I love Andrew Garfield and the Spider-Man. <laughs> I know. See? <laughs> My point. My point. Case in point, you guys. <laughs> Courtney just threw up. Courtney makes loud barfing noises over the rest of Kimmy's speech. 
I love edit and post. I don't know if it's just because I'm partial to Spider Man. I've always it's because loved you're partial to Andrew. No, but Andrew Garfield is a fantastic actor. I agree. And just because the movies themselves weren't so great and all parts of it weren't executed that well as well as it should be for a superhero movie in this day and age, I thought that I don't know. I can't. I can't not like it. Yeah. Everybody hates it, and that's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are fair arguments. Okay. Uh, so, Kayleen, you shared uh, what you loved. Kami shared we, what she loved. Yeah. So, I'll share what I loved. Um, I just so happened to be wearing ah. slippers from the DreamWorks movie Home, which has horrible reviews and ratings, which most people have forgotten. It's about a race of aliens called the Boov who come to Earth and uh, relocate the humans. And I absolutely love it. It's so cute. The animation is gorgeous. It's got really good music, all of which is sung by Rihanna or J-Lo. Oh, wow. <laughs> because the three leading actors are Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, Rihanna, and J-Lo. <laughs> and, and Steve Martin. And it's, it's a really, really fun movie that's got some beautiful moments and great cinematography. And my car is actually named after O. Aww. From the movie. So, so Home, sweet. the DreamWorks movie. No one likes it. I love it. I have slippers. <laughs> movie that everybody loves, but you hate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we all gotta think about that. Um, all right, well, I mean, I'll do an easy one. Is it a comedy? No. It could be. Kimmy's like, it I hate be. fun. Has anyone seen <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire? No, you're you know, you're gonna agree with me, and it's just, this is kind of an easy way out. A Star is Born. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that yeah. really what you're gonna say? Oh, no. uh, hey. <laughs> A star is born. That that. star should die in a fire. (laughs) Like Um, stars do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm hoping that. No way, that was a joke. That's funny. I'm hoping that (laughs) listeners are going, you know, that there's more people out there who have the same sentiments as me. But, you know, based on internet reviews and other people that I've spoken to, that's not the case. Yeah. I think Star is Born is a terrible movie. <laughs> For several reasons, which I won't get into because apparently it's controversial. <laughs> like, can I say the sentence I said to you that I thought was really funny? I said, and then I think I, I edited it when I told it to Riley, but I said, it's as if, uh, oh yeah, it's as if burlesque were no fun <laughs> and La La Land was up its own ass. <laughs> Reveal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we could get away with a Star is Born backlash way more. Yeah. I honestly don't it. care what the backlash is for people who like Star is Kimmy Born. Kimmy's sitting here on. stroking her own beard saying, I don't care. Let them come after me. <laughs> Lady Gaga who? <laughs> Lady who who? <laughs> Lady goo goo. Oh, so good. Uh, Instant question. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I haven't done mine yet. Did you have one or we no? Both, I'm just agreeing with A Star is Born with my La La Land comment. Can we all just end it there now? <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of other movies. I don't care. I'm going with A Star is Born too. <laughs> okay. Um, This is a weird one, so if you guys... <laughs> if you don't agree with it or you don't want to say because you're like, I don't even care or oh, no. Okay. Uh, Oh, you're gonna care. Oh no! <laughs> I just am looking at you. Shut up. A base, either a based on a true story or a based on this person's life. We'll we'll expand it to that. Your favorite, based on a true story or based on this person's life. Ooh, well then I have a more interesting one. I think. Oh, mm. I'll pick one. So oh, you thought one that fast? Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so I have. Okay. This is a two-parter. I'm gonna make it short though. Is that. I'm biased because these both came out this past year, so they're fresh in my mind. Uh, I would say American Animals because oh, that's that was the more a hot take. <laughs> that was a sick movie. Yeah, uh, it was a based on a true story, but like more like a retelling of the best that you can do of a real yeah. life event because they show it from multiple people's point of view. The acting was phenomenal. It shows these kids who are trying to rob a place. And you see it through the way they hope it to be, like like an Ocean's 8 type yeah. scenario. Ocean's 8 because it's the, the women version. 
and then uh, you see it the way that it actually goes, and you're like, that's how it would be if I tried to do it. And it's this, it's so sick. It's nice. so sick. It's just but the storytelling is so good. Yeah, the way everything about that movie, they do it. It's beautiful. It's like the best way they could have told that story ever. It's it's shockingly revolutionary. No one's done it that way. No, no they no they have it. they have scenes yeah. where the actual people are in a car with the actors playing that character. Yeah. it's so sick. That's an amazing take, Kaylee. Especially because you either get no take from the original people and they've changed it so drastically that nobody cares anymore, or you get awful reenactments. Yeah. Where it's the true people talking the whole time with awful reenactments, and it's just, or they're trying yeah. to yeah they're trying to act and you're like yes. you're horrible. That's yeah. a that's a phenomenal choice. Good. So one. then I kind of want to disregard my second choice. I'm biased because it was recent. I love Queen. I love Rami Malek. Loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But no, nope, we're let's just, American let's just sweep that under the rug because it's too basic. So American Animals, y'all. Nice. Kimmy. Um, when I think about biopics, I um, I go straight to like movies about um. Musicians. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that that kind of is gaslighting yeah. of this yeah, movie. That's, yeah, so that's, I don't know. I was really just surprised. the fact the fact that she said based on a true story is what expanded yeah. my and I went oh I have something better. Okay, yeah, you, your answer really surprised me. I went I went straight <laughs> to musicians. Yeah. Um, I really like the Runaways about um, oh Jeff oh I've never Jerry seen that Fury. with Kristen and yeah, Dakota. Yeah, it's with Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning. It's ugh. I love Kristen Stewart. Sue me. Yeah, it's the Runaways. I don't know. Um. I've always liked Joan Jett. I think she's super gritty and raw. And um, I who think plays her? Kristen Stewart. Oh, that's Kristen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she does a great job. And I think it it was her one of the first movies that she did outside of the Twilight franchise, where it was mm. like, oh, you know, look at you. You you actually have abilities. Yeah, and like I knew that she had abilities before she went and did all that stuff. I like a lot of her movies pre and post Twilight. Before Hashtag Panic Room. Thank you. Oh, Panic Room. Um, but I don't know. I, I think she did a really good job. Mine is Selena. Oh, with Jennifer Lopez, Never and I it. feel very silly for having mentioned her twice. <laughs> <laughs> because J Lo, uh, number one. J Lo's not 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 my bag, but um, Selena. I think Selena is a perfect movie. They used her original voice tracks, uh, Selena Quintanilla's, and J Lo did a phenomenal job of portraying her, and it's a perfect movie. Absolutely. And it is so deep in my heart. I sang. A song for Matt. Wow. That at my kindergarten talent show. That's kindergarten? Great. So you yeah. saw it like a long time ago. Oh, that's one of my earliest movies. Mm. Uh, I was six for sure. Wow. And I was obsessed with Selena. And yeah. it's so good. You guys ready for the last question? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. I like this question because it can mean so many things. And it just is whatever. I would love it if we just picked the instant thing that comes to our minds. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is a film that holds a special place in your heart. Mm. <laughs> And doesn't have to be your favorite film. It's just something that. Well, then. It's a special place. One that I mentioned. Let's go. Uh, actually. It's okay to change it. I'll, I'll give okay. you a second. I just don't want it to be like a long, drawn yeah, out yeah, thing. Yeah. There's no, just, I, yeah. just, I just feel like it's got to be Robin Williams because yeah. I've mentioned him and you mentioned him. And um, uh, I would say Mrs. Doubtfire, but then at the same time, Patch Adams is like. Mm. Not everyone has seen that. And Patch Adams is just like so. Man. You that guy really. Society, don't you? Who? I've only seen Dead Poet Society once. Oh, I thought that was one of your big ones. Okay. Um, I love Goodwill Hunting Ooh. because just the scene where he's like, "It's not, not your fault." fault. <laughs> I'm like, I'll weep every time. I can't watch that stupid movie. It makes me so upset. But what's your final answer for a special place in your heart? It's got to be Mrs. Doubtfire. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Kimmy. Um, I'll refrain from saying anything Lord of the Rings oriented. <laughs> I'm sorry, can't you please talk about the Mines of Moria again? <laughs> what place do they hold in your heart? Um, this isn't, you know, the biggest... She-lob. <laughs> Beowulf? Is that the movie you were going to say? No. <laughs> Can I catch a break? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why this came to my mind first. I don't think it's the one that holds the biggest place in my heart, but it is a movie that has stuck with me and I think will continue to stick with me for its quality, is um, Life is Beautiful. Aw. Oh, you guys both talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. We explain that movie to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a comedy about the Holocaust, and some people would think that that's not possible, but they did it. And it's poignant, and it's funny, and it's meaningful. I don't know. It's a great film. Nice. Mine would be Matilda. 
Oh, yeah. Matilda, for sure. Uh, Mara Wilson is Also just, connects to Robin. Yeah, and she's just an absolute queen, and everything that she has grown into is amazing. And uh, she's a real role model then as a child and as um, a literary character, and even now... I think Matilda's an amazing story. It is a really um, good one. I love Roald Dahl. I feel like any story where there's, like, the reason that we like Split is, like, anytime there's a broken character and yeah. they end up being the strongest one in the movie, I love that. I do, Eat too. that up. Eat yeah. that up. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Matilda. You have powers. Yeah. Um. Excellent. That was my entire questionnaire. Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, sneak peek to next time is we'll probably be doing Fargo. Because Courtney and I have both seen it, Kimmy has not, don't think she's trying to see it, so let's explain it. Okay, then tune in uh, next time for a Joel and Ethan Cohen uh, tale, probably their best one, arguably. Mm -hmm. Arguably. (laughs) 